hey demons, it's your girls. A weekly humor podcast where two childhood best friends discuss some spooky shit. I'm Shay. And I'm Alicia. And welcome to our podcast. Um, and thanks to our friend Lauren <clears throat> for doing our cool new intro. <laughs> Contributing her voice to our, to our little show. Her wonderful NPR voice. Mm-hmm. If uh, we sound a little weird for this episode, uh, it's it's because because we're been... suffering from a sickness. <laughs> <laughs> we're cursed. <laughs> uh, we've had colds and allergies. So, yeah. yeah. So we apologize if we cough or sniffle or sound strange. And also, I apologize if you hear my cats freaking out. We got a new black kitten last week yes an adorable oh, baby or is it two weeks ago i don't know how long has she been here <laughs> oh god <laughs> how long but, have uh, we had this cat yeah we've been introducing her to our five-year-old resident cat named hannibal and he is uh slowly warming up to her but right now he's trapped in the room with me while she has to run around so if you hear any pathetic moaning <laughs> it's probably it's, him it's Hannibal <laughs> it's Hannibal <laughs> it's not me I swear <laughs> oh, man. yeah so you can tell that like I guess I guess I should say well welcome to episode one <laughs> the official episode one yeah, the because official. Our, uh, our last episode um, it spanned for about two hours, <laughs> and that was a bit much for our first episode, and so we have to apologize to everyone, and apologize to Claire and Lauren, who were on the first take of episode one. <laughs> yeah, they were great, and we'll probably use a lot of the stuff that they gave us um, at a later date, because it was really fun to record with them, um, but yeah, it was just a little unwieldy for one episode and and we make no <clears throat> illusions this is not a professional podcast <laughs> no so we're just here to have fun <laughs> basically so yeah so uh welcome to our weekly podcast starting now <laughs> <laughs> right in a second so hopefully we will start providing you regular content <laughs> um at this point <laughs> going forward from here on out yes we do have we do have an idea for this week um i think our theme was basically state well you picked uh, michigan I urban picked legend a, yeah i picked right? a state urban legend just because um i mean i've been here for about god for about five years now and um yeah i don't really i still don't really know that much about michigan i feel like so um yeah i just thought i'd do Oh, legend from uh from where I live now. That sounds good. I mean, I don't really know much about Michigan either, other than crap. Uh, <laughs> and... No, that's a different state. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Sorry, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I I will do. I'm doing an Illinois ghost story that I personally have experience with. So no. that is the itinerary for today. Hooray! Oh, first, before we get started, oh gosh, I know I wanted to say something and now I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Um, 
Well, I guess first, Alicia. Are wait. Oh, I'm oh sorry. I know what I want to say. First, I want to say rest in peace, Stanley. I'm so sorry Bye. for his passing. Yeah. I hear tiny claws. <laughs> I hear tiny claws. <laughs> I will say that the Three Stooges guest cameo from Princess Diaries Royal Engagement is my favorite Stanley cameo, and you can fight me on it. I, I don't have any... I don't have any qualms with that statement. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. He lived so long. <laughs> he was like 95. Yeah, that's a that's a really he had an, a long, exciting life. I I don't I think we should all be so lucky yeah. in a sense to to have the acclaim and and uh, accomplishments that he did. Yeah. So. Uh, what else did I want to say? Well, I said I was going to say something like, wasn't I going to talk about something creepy? Now I don't even know what the creepy thing was. You forgot. (laughs) I just totally forgot about the creepy thing. Uh, Oh, so much for that. Does it have to do with... (laughs) Okay, well, let me ask you this question. Okay. So our first episode was technically supposed to be on Halloween and... Or, the yeah, on Halloween. And that clearly didn't happen. No. (laughs) But I'll ask you, Alicia, did you do anything creepy on Halloween? Oh, okay. mm, no. I didn't do anything <laughs> creepy on Halloween. I, oh, I went to Yomacon in Detroit and um, that was fun. I oh. got to be with a whole bunch of people dressed up. So it was kind of like Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. Um, That's why I like Yomacon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, because it's like, it's Halloween and it's a convention. Yeah. So like, there's, yeah, there wasn't really too much resistance <laughs> from the normal public. <laughs> They're just like, whatever. It's, yeah. It's that time of year. <laughs> well, we didn't very much. I sat on my porch and handed out candy with my neighbors, which was very uh, iconic Americana and everything. Nice. And that was that was kind of it. Scary movies and and handing out candy. It got to the point where we had so much candy because we were using the leftover candy from our get-together that we had the weekend before. And all that was left was, like, the candy no one totally wanted. (laughs) So Ben went out and got, like, bags and bags of chocolate candy because he was like, I take pride in the candy I give out on Halloween, okay? Oh, so he felt bad about giving out the reject candy. Yeah, but by the time he made it back, we we basically had both candy in two bowls and we're like, shoving it at the children oh, and I was like I was like go ahead just reach in there it's Halloween just grab as much as you just, want just take it <laughs> the, the parents were not thrilled with me <laughs> um I feel like the one year that I got to hand out candy yeah like I thought I don't know what I was thinking I had a big bowl of like lollipop suckers the dum-dums and um I was like, oh, God, this isn't going to be enough. But then by the end of the night, I still had the majority of the bowl. I was like, oh, crap. I should have, like, told kids to just get a ton. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to eat all this candy. Yeah, my philosophy is I prefer to run out than have a ton left over. Just because I have no willpower. So (laughs) I understand. Well, I know you you wanted to, to say something creepy before, but... 
I'm I don't assuming even know you'll what probably... the hell it was now. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to tell you. What you sounded hell? really excited about it. I'm I'm sad, but I, I'm sure. Okay, so if you remember later, just bring it up. <laughs> All right. God, and... <laughs> crazy thing I was going to tell you. <laughs> you. You'll remember halfway through, like, my talking, and then you'll be like, oh, right. <laughs> I guess. I'll probably remember after we record this. Yeah. Well, then we'll just save it for the next one. All right. I'll have to write it down. Okay. <laughs> like what? What was creepy? <laughs> must have not have been that bad. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out later if you remember. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I guess. And okay. So. Oh. You, you said do you wanna, that. Do you want to recap your creepy thing, or do you just want to keep going? Oh well, yeah. I can give a little update. Well, there is no update. <laughs> So in our last recording, <laughs> <These announcements. laughs> we, we have something. Wait, never mind. <laughs> Maybe in the next episode, you have to keep listening to it until we remember. These, these are the teasers. <laughs> oh, but yeah, okay. So you know, okay. So in our pilot, I had mentioned that we live in a hundred-year-old duplex slash house. And in the 0.5 episode that we <laughs> recorded with Claire and Lauren when they were over here for my little Halloween get-together, mm-hmm. I told them a little bit of a update <laughs> to that because I had said that nothing creepy ever happens here. And for the most part, I think that's true. Like, I've never experienced anything weird right. in the house. Um, but the Wednesday before that weekend... Ben came into the room in the morning and he was like, so I don't know if I should tell you this, but I had a really creepy dream. And I said, did it have to do with the house? (laughs) He was like, yeah, so I probably shouldn't tell you. (laughs) And I was like, no, if it has to do with the house, now I'm going to imagine things. So you're going to have to tell me at this point. So he told me that he had a dream that some kind of, of cold entity descended from the attic mm. and like hovered beside his bed and then kind of glided away <laughs> and it scared him. Like it was an, it was like a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that that was interesting because I had also had a dream that night that I woke up and saw something like a large mass at the foot of the bed near my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Which you're not scared about this telling because you've already heard it. But... <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, Go something on. lives in your attic. That's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on. Uh, but yeah, it was really funny to watch Lauren and Claire's reaction who were sleeping down the hallway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which, I mean, okay. So they can be scared all they want, but their heads aren't next to the attic door. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were between two doors and a hallway. They were fine. Right. They're they're okay. They'll be fine yeah. if the demon wants to come out and play. They're they're not right next to the demon. <laughs> no. No. So so yeah. That that was my that was my weird update. Nothing nothing creepy's happened since then, so womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's creepy that you guys like had like shared a similar dream. Yeah. I you know and and it could just be like, I don't know, like 
Maybe it was something we watched that night. I mean, I I have been inundating us with scary movies. Since, like, before Halloween and since Halloween. So it's right. <laughs> Me and Zach just recently finished watching um, That Haunting on Hill House. We oh, just yeah. finished it yesterday, I think. Was it yesterday? I can't remember. Anyway, we re- finished it. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I That's the thing. Like, uh, I watched all the way through it. And uh, I don't know. I just... I thought it was all right. It wasn't anything. I didn't think it was anything like spectacular, but it was entertaining. I really enjoyed it. And I think that's because like, I really love the book and I've watched like all like the different incarnations of it through the years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could see like how they did little nods to the book and to like uh, the various movies that were produced. Right. Even like the crappy one with, with a, Oh crap. What's her face? What was her? What is her name? Yeah, it was the 1999 film with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam oh. Neeson. That one was oh, ridiculous. That's what. Oh my gosh, that's what. This is like okay. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I thought. I don't know what I thought. Like, I guess I thought this was based off a book, which it is. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. By Shirley Jackson. Okay, so this is what I thought was my first encounter with any reincarnation of that book. Oh. I didn't I didn't realize that this, yeah, I didn't realize that that movie was also based off that book. Because mm-hmm. I've heard, I haven't sat down and thoroughly watched that movie. I think I remember some snippets of it, but I just know, wasn't it kind of goofy? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it was, I mean, if you like the, the book, one? it's, it's so, it jumped the shark so Is bad. Is that the one with the cherubs that look around on the, mm-hmm. on the mantle of the fireplace or something? I, I feel like I, I feel like there's like statues or something that look at people, but I can't, I can't remember. Maybe that might, that might've been it. It had to do with like children in there. And I'm like, there wasn't any fucking children in the book. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Like completely different. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I enjoy like the the older version yeah. to the to the 1999 version because <laughs> it's more close to the book and everything. It's more like a I don't, I don't know. I felt like, I felt like the 1999 version was a little more gory. It wasn't. It was less of a of a true psychological like horror movie. So. Mm. But that is my own complaint. But I liked all the different nods to it, even if I didn't like that version of it. So. Right. I'm so. gonna. Ha- so now I kind of want to go back and rewatch uh, the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones because, because just for the laughs and just so that I can be like, hey, this is supposed to be kind of like that movie, but that movie probably did it way better than this movie. <laughs> Why not? If you have the time. Yeah, I'm sure I'll. Uh, Sure, I'll find it somewhere. I'll give it a <laughs> give it a rewatch. All right. Speaking of haunted houses, what does your urban legend have to do with for Michigan? Okay, so for mine, it has something to do with the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has something to do with um, okay, the Lower Peninsula or the LP. <laughs> it take it takes place in the Northern LP, and it has it's similar to a Wendigo. Oh. Um, the legend goes, it kind of started in the late 1800s, 
And supposedly, the legend goes that some lumberjacks <laughs> found <laughs> what they thought was a dog, but it turned out to be like this dog man that supposedly can stand upright and it lets out like a howl or a scream. Ooh. What What yeah. is it about animals standing upright on their back legs that is like so un- unnerving? <laughs> I guess just because that's not what you ex- well, I mean, bears. But bears. there's no bears in the are there bears on the lower peninsula? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer not to? <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know. But um, yeah, like there are some stories. After that, like there's just various accounts of the same, supposedly the same thing. Um, there were, there was one story I thought was kind of unnerving, where um, this guy supposedly there were a pack of dogs that were coming towards him. I'm assuming aggressively and he like <laughs> he either shot at them or like he shot like in the air to scare them off. Yeah, you don't and... usually do that when dogs are coming at you like no friend- in a friendly manner. <laughs> you don't usually don't shoot at the friendly dogs, all right? <laughs> we prefer um, <laughs> But he shot around this pack of dogs and they all scattered except for one that stood there and stared at him down and then stood mm. up. Ugh. And I thought that was creepy. But overall, like, the majority of the stories I read, there wasn't any, like, reports of attacks. It was more, like, reports of um, it tormenting people or people or animals, like horses or whatever. They would die of fear from the animal. So uh-huh. it's not, it's one of those creatures where, like, I don't think it's out to kill you. I just think it's out to bother you. <laughs> like, I, just, not... I just want to be inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, it's an inconvenient creature. Um, And there's actually a song that was written about it. <laughs> I think back in like 1987, this DJ named Steve Cook, he wrote a song called The Legend. So if you go to YouTube, you can listen to the song about the dog man of Michigan. No. Maybe I can post it on our Twitter. Yeah, uh, that would actually be a good idea. It's um, there's like a there's one version. Okay, there's <laughs> there's two versions of it. There's one that sounds really poppy and obviously very eighties, <laughs> and then there's one, <laughs> and then there's another one that has like a mandolin in the background. I thought that one was nice. Really put Ooh. me in the mood for the campfire. Yeah, <laughs> um, nothing says campfire like a mandolin. Yes. But yeah, that's, the, I mean, that's what I got, is the dog, man. And it, I guess it kind of took, the stories of it took off in popularity after the song was made. So it's kind of one of those legends where I'm like, eh, like, did people really see something? Or were they just kind oh. of like trying to put an answer to something that they couldn't understand? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's mostly one of those legends that, people probably don't take seriously. I don't feel like I take it seriously. But <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Sometimes when I go outside in the like in the early morning to get into my car, I imagine something like the dog man or something <laughs> like that hanging out just waiting for me. It freaks me out. I don't like walking to my car in the morning. It's just I it's just one of those nightmare creatures. That, yeah. 
it's unnatural. It seems threatening. Uh, you 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 definitely don't want to run into it. <laughs> no, you don't. But that's here's what's interesting to me though. So okay, so so you're saying this is the the lower peninsula of Michigan? Yeah, the lower peninsula. West Virginia has the same thing. Oh, it's it's really? well, it's yeah, it's like West Virginia, Maryland, mm. um, and it has a creature called the snarly yow, which you mm. may remember from a poem I wrote and probably sent to you. <laughs> yes, the snarly yow. The snarly yow, uh, which is it's not really a dog man, but it is a huge black dog, which only like it doesn't attack anyone. It just is kind of a menace, and it chases people, mm-hmm. and um. Like, a lot of people would say, like, they saw it running uh, beside their carriage or that it, like, kind of scared their horse into throwing them, even though it didn't kill them. And then even up to the point where they, like, some people can report it, like, running beside their car. Mm-hmm. And there's even, like, a plaque <clears throat> in this town, like, where it was most seen that is, like, about the snarly yell. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they're like, this happened and it was creepy. <laughs> so we're going to put it on it a stone. It was scary. <laughs> Yeah, like we just got we just gotta make people know that this exists and avoid it. (laughs) So yeah, it's like there's something about like big. I mean, big black dogs are seen as like a symbol like of impending doom, death, like an omen. Yeah, but it is interesting that the most these stories um, never really end in death. (laughs) Yeah, they're not they're not violent encounters. They're like cautionary. I feel like they're cautionary tales, almost. Like, to me, it almost seems like just, be careful. Be careful yeah, like, going out into the woods at night. Don't go into the woods, little Jimmy. <laughs> the wolf man will get you. <laughs> Which, I mean, if someone told me that, I'd be like, all right, I won't go into the woods. <laughs> oh, you don't really have to tell me much not for me to not go into the woods. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It's It's interesting that... I don't know. It's just interesting that there's no tales of violent encounters. It's just mostly scary encounters. Well, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, there might be. Maybe we just don't know them. But I do feel like most of the, you know, big black dog, black dog men, like creature hybrids that I've ever heard about are usually just like either an omen or like kind of just weirdly existing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean think of the uh you know what is the japanese dog face or or human face dog oh yeah i i forget what that's called oh Uh, another thing i want to mention is that there's reports of this creature trying to get into structures like trying to get into houses or like a church Ew, that's creepy. Which, which I don't know why it would want to get in, but yeah. yeah. Well, unless it, I mean, I guess there's a couple of different ways you could take that. Either, either it, it has something against the church, or if you know, if the dog man part of it, if it's really kind of a version of like the werewolf, mm-hmm. where there's still like humanity in it, so maybe it's seeking, um, like a shelter like a human yeah like he like yeah like sanctuary or like a you know a cure kind of deal like being mm. to be blessed yeah to fix that part of it hmm. yeah that's a that's a good point yeah i mean I, I don't know i mean there is never really any follow-up to those <laughs> <laughs> let's 
let's follow up on this. Did uh, <laughs> let's did go any, find one. Yeah. <laughs> did any of the ones like that you found that talked about it breaking in? Like, did it? Did they have details about it? Um, the one that I heard, or the one that I read, um, it was about supposedly around like the same area where it was first sighted which was i believe it's called the manistee manistee river um around there uh i guess supposedly it tried to get into a house and it like tore up i don't know if it was the porch or the door or whatever but there were like claw marks so Mm. i don't know i don't know if it's like oh like totally that must have been the dog man or if someone you know, someone was just saying that to, like, have an answer for a bear attack or something, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't know what the whole, who knows the truth is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, and then you have to wonder, like, since there's so many stories about these big black dogs that do the same thing, is it just, is that in a big black dog's nature? <laughs> right. Or are like, there really just, like, common entities that, that are like that, that manifest that way another aspect that um well both that i like and it freaks me out just because i think it would be horrifying (laughs) um is that it supposedly screams or howls it it screams like a human Hmm. but i've also heard that it can howl so maybe like a, a mesh between those two things but that sounds horrifying yeah well but have you ever heard a fox scream um i've heard a fox and i've heard coyotes which sound horrifying as well yeah they sound like people are being tortured essentially (laughs) yeah but yeah i wonder if there's like something different about i mean you'd imagine people who grow up i mean there are a butt ton of foxes and coyotes in michigan i'd imagine yeah like you think that if you grew up in a rural part that you would hear both those things and you would know the difference between them screaming bloody murder and a and wolf a man or dog <laughs> man screaming bloody murder. Big old, big old dog man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well. It's one of those creepy, just creepy, unexplained, kind of goofy things. Well, that's a good introduction <laughs> to Michigan lore. Yeah. Dog man. <laughs> Michigan dog man. <laughs> oh, Michigan. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> and don't worry, I've looked up plenty of other urban legends. I just don't have them like in front of me right now. But in later episodes, I will be sure to bring some up <laughs> as I learn about this wonderful state. <laughs> Oh, it's so nice. You're like yeah. learning about your your new state, your new home. Well, well I'm learning about the creepiness of it. Well, also scaring the crap out of yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scaring yeah. yourself about the state. <laughs> yes. Well, I only focused on one tiny portion of that isn't even like a well-known Illinois thing anyway. What is it? Okay. So my uh, story isn't an urban legend unless, I guess you can kind of say it's like a campus urban legend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a ghost story. So, Ooh. yeah. My story is about um, Illinois State University's resident ghost. Ooh. Yeah. I want to hear this because I went to Illinois University, so. 
Wait, no. Illinois State? Yes. University? Okay, never mind. I didn't go there. But <laughs> tell me the story of it, please. <laughs> I went there. <laughs> you went there. It's, I visited my... you. <laughs> yes, you did. You have. Yes, you know what I'm, you're, you, you yeah, may know yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, ISU is my alma mater, and I figured that I would talk about something I kind of know about. <laughs> so. Okay. So, okay. So for those who don't know, Illinois State University is basically the oldest slash first public university in Illinois. Um, It was founded in 1857 as Illinois State Normal University, which is why it's in Normal, Illinois. The (laughs) town was split from Bloomington and Normal and named after the university, (laughs) basically. Um, But it's to reflect the institution's primary mission as a normal school, which is just basically a really old term that describes institutions that were created to train, like, high school graduates to be teachers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, um, so ISU, like, their main claim to fame is its (laughs) teacher education program, which I did not go to school there for, so it did not benefit me. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't help at all. (laughs) Yeah, but a little plug, yes, if you were looking to be a teacher in the state of Illinois, ISU has a great program. Anyway, so, um, Yeah, like, when it was first created, classes were held in downtown Bloomington, and then um, uh, this big stately building called Old Main Mm -hmm. was created to house, like, all the classrooms and the faculty, and it had, like, a museum and the library and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so before, like, the quad was built and everything, basically everything was in this huge building called Old Main, which was constructed between 1857 and 1861. And I've seen pictures. It's amazing. I wish it hadn't been condemned. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it, it's where the quad is now, so they had to knock it down in order to build the rest of the quad. <laughs> so, so you can find some of its old foundation, like in the quad, but I, I don't remember ever p- being able to pick it out. I probably walked over it a billion times a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're interested in it, ISU has like a nice little side website devoted to the building. Um, I think it's just basically called the Old Main Project, but you can kind of see like floor plans and stuff. But eventually, the building was condemned in like 1946, and they raised it to the ground in 1958. But the main thing, the main thing about my story, after you got that terrible history lecture, <laughs> <laughs> was that it housed the main library, which was basically a home away from home for ISU's first librarian, who was named Angeline Vernon Milner, and. Well, I've never heard this, like, while I was there, I've only ever heard people refer to her as Angie Milner. I mm-hmm. guess some people said that she was called Aunt Ange, as, <laughs> like, a term of affection. Aunt Ange. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, she was the campus's first head librarian. She served there for 40 years. Like, she loved this place. Like, she never married. That was her baby. Um, she, she married the library. She married the <laughs> library. <laughs> which is a yeah i mean that sounds sounds pretty pretty good yeah (laughs) sounds like a pretty good life yeah yeah but like yeah she was there from like the beginning until like 1928 and i mean everything about the beginning of the library is attributed to her like she cataloged more than 40,000 books um she founded the illinois branch of the american library association and uh, she also instituted the idea of teaching college students how to use library resources in their studies, which oh. she outlined for other teaching colleges to follow. Hmm. 
so I mean she wasn't just some spinster no one talked to and like knew like people really knew her she was very involved but um in uh I guess it was in 1928 she eventually died and (laughs) there's no proof of this (laughs) but people say she died when she collapsed while organizing a section of biology books oh my so I don't know if that's just like a fun little like thing people made up (laughs) tidbit that people were like oh yeah it was biology yeah (laughs) no one no one can really prove that (laughs) like it's as if someone like found her and they stopped and they're like wait what what books were she reading or putting away (laughs) oh biology well yes i would die too (laughs) i would die too (laughs) well you can tell we weren't stem majors Hey, I love biology. I just, I just couldn't. I, yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't my forte. No, I, I agree. It, it was not mine either. <laughs> we love you, biology majors. We love you. <laughs> well, and, and clearly, clearly, Aunt Ange was fine with biology majors. <laughs> she was trying really hard to organize their section when she dropped it. So. But yeah, um, so like, the, the, here's the interesting thing about this, and what also I feel like people kind of point to as being a problem in this story, is that in like around like the ni- 1917, the university moved its library from the old main building, because I guess it was getting crappy, <laughs> to what was called North Hall, where she worked until she died. Now, I don't know where North Hall is. I have, I have no idea. I don't know if that's still a building or not. I don't remember it. But I guess it served as a library until 1940 when they constructed a new building, which they called Milner Library, to honor her. Nice. Um, but then in 1976, the like the old Milner Library, which is you know the first one they named after her, uh, became Williams Hall. Mm-hmm. And then most of the university's books were moved older, over to the new Milner Library, which is like the big library that's there now. Oh, okay. Um. But they kept a lot of, like, the older books and, and like, the ones that uh, people don't request very often mm-hmm. in Williams Hall. Um, and I guess also a lot of, like, the older books still had, like, the call numbers and the binding oh, that she wow. did herself, Ooh. like, there. Um, <clears throat> and I know that even now, like, there's so many books that they've even moved a lot of them off campus. Like, I don't they're just way off campus. <laughs> you have to request right. them. And there's been no activity in this new place that they put them Uh, like Mm -hmm. the only thing is that like since at least like the 1980s like library staff and students have reported some activity in Williams Hall and also the new Milner library um yeah like I guess Troy Taylor who runs the Ghost of the Prairie website uh interviewed one of the head research librarians who's in charge of Williams Hall And she seemed pretty certain that there was something going on, and even that she had seen uh, Angie Milner, like, walking and, like, with books through oh. Williams Hall. That's <clears throat> creepy. Yeah, and the the thing is, is that, like, there's a lot of fun campus stories about it, and if, if you've never been in Williams Hall, it is a maze. Like, it, it's creepy. <laughs> oh, no. It's Would creepy. it be one of those places where you go into and you're like, uh like you're fine at first but then you slowly start to get a little bit 
not panicky, maybe, but a little bit uneasy. Yeah, like, my Japanese professor, I think, had his office in there, and I had to go see him one day, and it it was seriously like, what is this Harry Potter nonsense? (laughs) Because it looked like there was, like, you'd look at a wall, and it looked like there's no hallway but then you would just like walk forward and it would just open up and then like you turn to your left and there's a hallway oh that's creepy yeah it, it was <laughs> that is some harry potter shit <laughs> yeah it's, it's a weird building so i can believe that it makes you feel uncertain anyway um or that you might spice spot something out of the corner of your eye just because of like optical illusion or something but um What's interesting to me and what I can kind of attribute like or attest to is that the new Milner Library, the one that was built like in the 1970s, definitely has also (laughs) a weird vibe. Mm -hmm. And I have like both myself and like a couple other students that I have talked to have had experiences in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when on my preview day, one of the seniors who was taking us through and he could have just been trying to scare us because we were freshmen. <laughs> you know, who Maybe. knows? Yeah. Right. But he was like, yeah, I definitely had an experience in the library where I was there to study. And I turned a corner of one of the, like, the shelves. And there was a woman who was oh. just standing at a book cart. And she stared at me. And I stared at her. And then she vanished. Oh, my God. <laughs> And he's like, I just left. (laughs) (laughs) I just left. (laughs) I turned around and I walked out. (laughs) (laughs) That was enough. Don't need to stay that bad. Hmm. So have you, so have you encountered something on that level or is it a little bit more toned down than that? Well, I, what, yeah, like what I experienced wasn't really much of an experience, but it was made more of an experience Mm -hmm. because um, my friend's roommate had something worse happen to her. Oh, no. Like, the women's bathroom in the library was always creepy. And that might just be because the building built in the 1970s and all women's bathrooms are creepy in old buildings. That's true, they are. <laughs> they are. Um, in case anyone was wondering, <laughs> they're, they're creepy. Um, <laughs> but, sh- like, I was saying how... I had gone into the bathroom one day and it seemed like the door was kind of catching and it wasn't really like letting me out easily. And I got really unnerved in there and I left really fast um, basically afterwards. And uh, I mean, not that you linger in a bathroom, but still like, you know, I kind of like rinsed my hand and ran out. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And she was like, no, that's definitely a thing. And it's not just the door catching because I guess she had gone in there like late one day. And um, went to the bathroom, got up to leave the stall, and she couldn't open the stall door. Hmm. And at first she was like, oh, it's just stuck. It's a crappy bathroom stall, you know? Yeah. But the more she tried to jiggle it, like, it clearly was unlatched, and it hadn't been sticking before. Like, she didn't have to force it to lock it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it would not move. And it got to the point where she was, like, really banging on it and trying to get it to move. And then it just flung open. Mm. Which made her, oh, you know, that's... stumble out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, and she said that she, like, tested it a little bit. And she couldn't figure out why it had 
like locked her in there essentially mm-hmm. and then she like quickly left <laughs> and I'm out of here <laughs> yeah and she's like I won't go back in there like she refused to go back in the bathroom mm-hmm. in the library um I don't blame her <laughs> that sounds pretty pretty creepy yeah and well and the thing is like why in the bathroom it's like that's where you feel most vulnerable thanks a lot (laughs) yeah I think that's one reason why bathrooms yeah bathrooms just have a creepy vibe in general like a bathroom you've never been into or like an old bathroom as soon as you walk in it's like a weird vibe it's very understandable why the Japanese have a toilet ghost in my yes yeah (laughs) I totally understand their toilet ghosts because um, cause you are vulnerable. You're sitting there trying to do your business. They got some freaking ghosts or weirdos <laughs> creeping <laughs> in on you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, otherwise, no one has ever said that she's done anything. Like, usually she's just there. Or you might, like, see something, like, move on a bookcase or rounding a corner or something like she's generally just a very you know she she's not like you know a a poltergeist or some kind of aggressive no she's not an aggressive entity supposedly um which makes sense I mean she loved the -hmm. books and that's the thing is that people speculate that like it's not about the place because she technically never stepped foot in Williams Hall or the new Milner library Mm -hmm. but some of the books that she cared for are in both those buildings. So it's one of those things where it's like, maybe it's not attached to a place, but to a thing. Maybe. Which, yeah. I mean, she's had a lot of hand in that library. So. Yeah. I, well, and it's like, in my opinion, that's even creepier than something being attached to a place. Because theoretically, if you leave the place, it's done. Right. But if it's something attached to a thing, like an object, mm-hmm. then if you don't know what it is, it's just going to follow you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be with you until eventually you realize what it is. And then you're going to have to, God knows what, either destroy it or try to figure out a way to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, well, we, I was watching Paranormal, Paranormal Survivor recently. And one of the stories was this lady who, like, her and her, like, baby daddy had bought this, like, Victorian, like, wash tub stand. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was so weird because they're like, yeah, we moved into his parents' basement and that was our first thing we bought together. I'm like, really? That's what you chose? <laughs> <laughs> really? That? Why? <laughs> like, okay, that's an interesting choice. I guess I can't, like, fault you for that. But, but like, then, like, everything broke down and like they were arguing all the time and I'm like granted that could just be because you moved into your parents basement <laughs> yeah. but like they complained of like banging and like smells and stuff and then when they broke up and she moved out she took it with her and then she's like we didn't have no idea why this was happening I'm like maybe it's the creepy Victorian wash dandy brought with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's that <laughs> did about... she say if it continued well I guess I think if I remember the episode correctly, <laughs> I, I think that she had someone come in, like, that she technically had hired to do feng shui. Oh, my gosh. That's the, I love this show. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love Paranormal Survivor. I love it so much. I will watch it every single day if you let me. Um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, like I guess the lady like looked at it and she's like, This is the bad juju and just took it out. <laughs> the bad juju. She's Get like, rid of throw that. it out. <laughs> like, good lord, you stupid white woman. <laughs> Take this yeah. out of your home. <laughs> what are you doing with this? <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> yeah, so that's the kind of thing that like like I was in Goodwill one time with you mm-hmm. and there was that huge weird portrait of that woman. I remember that. I thought yeah. it was awesome. I know it was such a cool portrait of just like this this woman kind of in like uh was it Victorian or I don't know, maybe Edwardian like clothing. And uh just like this beautiful oil painting. And I was so tempted to buy that thing, but the in yeah. the back of my head I was like, if this thing is haunted as fuck, I'm taking it into my house. <laughs> It's going to suck. So I couldn't buy it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, you seemed very hesitant to buy it, but it was really a cool picture. It was. And I've, yeah, I've I... heard of, I mean, I've I've heard of people who've complained about, like, supposed haunted pictures or paintings that they find. So in, that's also in the back of my mind where I'm like, oh, like, it might be haunted. You don't know <laughs> until you get it home. <laughs> Yeah, but once you're there, you know, then then you gotta like, you know, smudge everything, and I I just, ain't nobody got time for that. So no, like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Might as so, well stay safe. <laughs> yeah, at least Don't for <laughs> yeah, at least for ISU students, it's supposedly contained to the books. Although I also saw a whole bunch of like they're like Atkin, Atkins Colby might be haunted, which I think they destroyed those dorms in the past couple of years. But I'm like, no shit, they were very like Soviet Union concrete steel structures. Anyone will be depressed there and feel sad and like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freaked out. Like that's not a surprise. Like of course. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun to kind of go back and and read about the campus. Yeah, yeah since it's been so long and everything and I guess in 2006 like Governor Blagojevich along with like the mayor of Normal issued dual proclamations declaring April 10th Angie Milner Day oh nice yeah Angie Milner Day so even if she's trapping us in the women's bathroom you'd think she'd be happy about that yeah <laughs> I mean, she, at least she has a day now yeah that's pretty sweet you should be happy, Aunt Ange. Your books are supposedly safe, and you have a date for you. <laughs> they're, they're just trying to appease her. Yeah. They're like, please. <laughs> Trapping women in the bathroom. <laughs> please don't do that, Mrs. <laughs> Angie, all right? <laughs> don't do that. Just calm down. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder what would happen if they moved the library. If it would still continue since they said that the place they've moved, like, other books, it ha- like, no one's seen anything. Yeah. Hmm. It is strange. But that's also pretty cool. Uh, it sounds, to me, it just, in my mind, I can't just not think about Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I know exactly what I was going to tell you! Oh, good! We're not even done yet! Alicia, please tell me your creepy thing. Ugh. <sighs> Alright, this isn't creepy in the way of, like, ghosts or demons. This is creepy in the way... (laughs) This is creepy in the way of, um, fan fiction. (laughs) What? What is this gonna be? (laughs) Well, 
talking about Hogwarts reminded me of it. So when we were at Yomacon, there was a panel about basically bad fan fiction readings. <laughs> and most of the bad fan fiction, no, not just most, all of it was <laughs> like smut related. Nice. <laughs> so, um, for the record, I just want to say that our podcast is for those over 18. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get too graphic, but I found out what um, Drapple is. Drapple? With a Drapple P? Fan fiction. Yeah. Um, what it is, is it's fan fiction that um, is based around Draco Malfoy. And a green apple, because apparently in the movies, he's always, well, mostly typically portrayed with a green apple. So there is smut fanfic out there (laughs) called Drapple. Alicia, I've been part of of the Harry Potter (laughs) fandom since Uh I was 11, and I feel so confused right now that I did not know about this. Yeah, it's a thing. I think if you Googled it, you'd find <laughs> you'd find some stuff. I I both feel like I want to <laughs> and like I do not. Um, it was entertaining at least. <laughs> um, also there was a fanfic about Hogwarts that was having a good time, <laughs> if I could call it that. With like the, the giant... castle. Yes, the castle was a character in this fanfic and. It was having relationships with a giant squid. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. There are things like that out there in the world. Well, and- I did once find a, um, what was it? A Reba McIntyre um, <laughs> fan fiction that was set in uh, biblical Jer- Jerusalem. <laughs> I need to know more. <laughs> I, I think I might still have a link to that somewhere. Please send it to me. Just if because... I find it, I will send it to you. <laughs> so I guess that was less scary, like as in scary, scary, and more like people are, can be people, a little... You know what? There are worse things out there than ghosts and demons, you guys. <laughs> There's Jacob Malfoy and Green Apple fanfiction. <laughs> There's Drapple. I... And there's Hogwarts getting molested by a fucking giant squid. <laughs> that is pretty scary. And Reba McIntyre in Jerusalem. What? I mean, that's that's a little bit less scary and more just like interesting, weird. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm amazed every day at the ingenuity of fan fiction writers. I will say that. I mean, and I too am a fan fiction writer, and I do not have half the creativity in my little finger that some of these people do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people are like, I'm going to take this and this and mix it up and turn it into whatever the hell that is. <laughs> but it's something. It's That's the thing, you guys. It's something. Put yeah. something out into the world, even if it's bad fanfics. <laughs> At least you've put it out there. Well, and bad, bad is technically subjective. That's true. Someone out there might read that and think. Someone, someone out there, someone out there <laughs> is just waiting for your popcorn <laughs> and giant squid 
smart pick. I was just about to say that. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Someone out there is waiting, waiting on the edge of their seat. When they for see that giant Hogwarts. squid Hogwarts. They're gonna be so excited. Mashup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I. Lo- oh my gosh. I love how your story and the thought of Hogwarts <laughs> prompted me to remember my creepy story, which had nothing to do with ghosts. No wonder I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Well, as I said, I really thought that halfway, I said, halfway through mine, you're going to remember what it was. And you were right. I was wow. like, a self, I don't know if that was a self-fulfilling prophecy or if that was just meant to be. I don't know. I, I like to think it was meant to be, personally. I think we're on the same same wavelength. We'll, we'll have to discuss, like, uh, mental premonition bonds <laughs> later. Yes. Well, this is uh, on a, on a uh, like, very optimistic note. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got some spooks and some creepies and uh, <laughs> some some really creepies of <laughs> some fanfics. <laughs> oh, see, I was looking at this more like an inspirational. Oh yeah, you can it's... do it, kind yeah. of an inspirational <laughs> moment too. Yeah, even if you don't think anyone wants to read it, someone does. Someone <laughs> out there does. Even you know what? Even if people are laughing at it, at least it's entertaining. Yeah, at least like, you had the bravery to put it out there. Yeah, a brave soul was like, I'm going to create this and put it out there. Yeah. That brave soul can be you. <laughs> <laughs> if you just, you know, just do it. <laughs> well, and if that doesn't work, you can always create a story about a giant dog man that's roaming around your town. That's true. And that people, works. and then people will start telling you that they've seen the giant dog man. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like bad advice, actually. Maybe don't do that. It sounds a little <laughs> culty. I don't, I don't know. That, that's I could mean, that be like illegal, like causing hysteria? <laughs> maybe, but I mean, I mean, who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, as long as it's not mass hysteria where people well, are like rioting I because feel like of that's dog hard to man. with a dog man. Hmm. Well, <laughs> things to think about as we'll leave you. <laughs> Some thoughts to think on next time. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I thought that was good. Yeah. I thought we had a very good discussion tonight. And it wasn't two hours long. Um, so, well, first, we want to thank everyone who's still following us. Yeah. Um, thank you. And thanks again to <laughs> thank Lauren. You thank you if you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> if you've listened all the way through. Yeah. If you still want more. Yeah, and thanks again to Lauren for for the intro. We appreciate yeah, it. Lauren for the intro. Um, again, we thank Lauren and Claire for their efforts on the last episode that didn't quite manage. But, you know, there's maybe. future things that we'll do, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe we'll hear from them next time. Mm-hmm. Stay spooky. <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> stay spooky. Stay safe, guys. <laughs> like a Geico commercial. <laughs> this is like Scooby-Doo time. <laughs>